What's up, party people? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. On episode 17, we have some thoughts and reactions to the MLB accolades that were given out for last season. Lots of Patriots talk and new Seltzer rankings at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Let's have a great show. Hope you guys are having a great Saturday. Let's go. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> it's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place they all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. What's up, party people? Welcome to the 61st most popular sports podcast in Mexico. My name is Kendra Middleton, and this is my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how are we doing? Living the dream. I thought you were about to say this is our 61st episode, and I was like... I know I had it wrong in the email last week. It says our 17th, but I don't <laughs> think we're that deep in yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is 17. This is 17. Um, I feel like the only reason I know that is because if you don't follow me on Twitter, my external hard drive died, and I number them in my external hard drive, and they just, like, kind of, uh, like, separate themselves by number. That's the only reason I know how many episodes we've had. But my external hard drive died this week. I am sending it to a friend of the program, Rob, to see if Rob can get my life back, because if not, I have lost every take I've ever had on TV. But that's okay. There are worse things. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of my lows this week, but that's not what I put on here, just because I found that out today. Um, other than that, I posted that I was drinking the Bud Light new Christmas seltzers. The flannel plaque flannel pack words are hard did not go well um so i'm hoping this one's better sarah i'm gonna let you pick my poison for me okay what are the flavors so sugar plum cranberry seltzer nog and cherry cordial i feel like the safest one would be cranberry so i okay dylan sanders loves the cranberry one i'm a fun fact. big fan of cranberry in general so i feel like that one should me be too. good Okay, Dilly, Dilly shout out of the week. We're going, we're going cranberry first. Um, and I can't have these. I checked them for dye, and they don't okay, have it, good. so we ball. Um, would you like to start with your high low hero while I give this a little sippy sip? Yes. Okay. So my high of the week, everyone probably could have predicted this one is Taylor Swift's red re-recording. I said at the end of the show last week that I'll see how I like it. It lived up to the hype. All too well, ten minutes. I have listened to every single day, like 24-7. If you follow me on Spotify, that's the only thing I've been listening to. But then there's also some other good songs out of the vault. My favorite is the one, whatchamacallit. What the fuck is this name? I've been listening to it nonstop. Anyways, listen to it. It's good. My low is the Bruins scheduling. They do not have an entire game this week. And, you know, I'm not a huge football person, so... That leaves me with very little to do during the week. There's no baseball. I don't mm-hmm. follow basketball. <laughs> I am going to the Celtics game tomorrow, hey. actually. But I've had oh, nothing. Nice. Nothing to Wait, watch. you're going to the game tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I'm interviewing Paul Pierce ahead of time across the street. Come. <laughs> Wait, what time? <laughs> you uh, don't tell me now. But- five. Yeah, pe- no, people, this will this will already have happened by the time this airs. Um, 
I think All 5 right, or yeah. 5.30. My mom's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll come. So, you have to come. Okay, cool. Yeah. You can come meet Paul Pierce. Uh, yeah, I'm interviewing <laughs> him at, like, 5 or 5.30 tomorrow. So, there you go. There's that. So, all right. We'll add that to the highs. Sarah's doing basketball tomorrow. <laughs> and so, yeah, my low is the Bruins scheduling just because the last time I played was Sunday and they don't play again until Saturday, which is just so fucking annoying. But then my hero has been caffeine just because I've had a billion things to do every single fucking day. A lot of writing, a lot of deadlines. And I just have not really slept, but I've had like three cups of coffee per day. So that's been my hero this week. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Honestly, ever since I came home, my life's been a shit show. Um, I feel like we always say this, like how we don't know how the where the week's gone because we mm-hmm. just, I don't know where it goes. But I've never meant that more sincerely than this last week. Really? Yeah, never. Like, this last week has been just the fastest week of my life. Um, I literally feel like we just sat down and I had, like, a mental breakdown about the storage on my computer trying to get our stuff to Tyler on time. Um, but anyways, this slaps. Does it? No joke. This, I would, I would drink, like, 30 of these bitches. Like, this goes hard in the paint. I'll Does tell you that. Does it taste this like cranberry Sarah. juice? This, yes okay. exactly like cranberry okay. juice this is i okay i had a new favorite seltzer in the top three this week to talk about so i'm gonna re-rank my seltzers at the end because i'm gonna try these but this is definitely gonna be up there Ooh. for me no joke yeah um so my hl hlh this week my high was coming home from a 10-day vacation to jackson if you follow me on instagram or twitter um you saw that video of me walking in and seeing him and it was the best thing ever i love him so much he's so perfect and so chunky and okay he so i don't know if you know anything about australian shepherds they get this like weird mane in the winter like he literally looks fat but he's just really fluffy right now like he gets this like giant chest in the wintertime, he looks, like, tough as shit, but, like, he got the whole thing while I was gone. I left with a boy and came home to a man. Oh, he hit puberty. So, <laughs> Jackson hit his yearly puberty, and he is fluffy as fuck. Um, and I also bought, like, I won, like, that gift thing at the game for, like, dog night or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's too fluffy for the bandana to fit him right now, so he's gonna have to wait for that in the summertime. Um... <laughs> My low was Bonix and Anders Carlson. Both had season-ending knee injuries. Both of them, I believe, um, Auburn was done before this happened, and now Auburn is extra done. So RIP and peace to our season. Uh, Bama's probably going to win out. Um, and my hero was my niece and nephews. I love those little shits. I got to spend a lot of time with them while I was home, and that was freaking sweet. Um, my nephew has named himself – his name's Samuel. He's not even two. And he has named himself Hamuel. So we're rolling with Hamuel. Um, and yeah, I got to watch them eat lots of queso and stuff, and it was sweet. So <laughs> that was my week. Um, you know, uh, getting into the seltzer rankings later. Sarah, you have lots of MLB notes. I looked some of these over. We had some of the same things to talk about, I believe. So um, you want to talk about Eduardo Rodriguez to start? Yeah, I was saying there's a lot of hot stove news last week. Obviously, the biggest, well, not the biggest, but probably the most relevant one. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers, five years, $77 million. I'm not too upset. I kind of thought the Red Sox would for sure be able to bring back Erod, but I was more thinking like a three-year deal than a five-year deal. I, I love Erod. I think he's a good addition to any rotation, but five years is not 
it's not ideal really for any pitcher, especially like he's like a third or fourth yeah. starter. So it's whatever. Best of luck to him. Um, Justin Verlander's back. Yeah, he got the- paid though. Yeah, good for him. Honestly, people are being yeah, mean I mean, about him. Like, I'm, I don't wish. Yeah, I don't wish anything bad on him. Like, good for him. I just, I'm glad it's not us paying him that. I'm glad it's not the Giants or the the Red Sox paying him that much money. Yeah, I'm like, our money could be better better spent elsewhere. I think we could have probably matched it, but at this point, it sounds like I know the Red Sox at least are in on a lot of like bigger names, and I'd rather the money go there. So it's whatever. Justin Verlander was one of the names they were supposedly in on, but he Mm -hmm. of course resigned with the Astros for one year, twenty five million. I was kind of surprised by this. I didn't think he would come back to the Astros. It kind of sounded like both sides were moving on, but then his brother announced it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. One year, $25 million, I'm like, did you think he was coming to Boston at any point? No, I didn't think he was coming to Boston. I know it kind of sounded like they were definitely in talks, but I Verlander doesn't seem like someone that Bloom would go for. Just because he is on the older side, he's just Imagine. coming back from surgery and stuff. And, like, $25 million mm-hmm. for one year, like, you're taking a risk there. Like, obviously, he's such a good pitcher. Imagine Kate Upton in Boston, though. <laughs> well, Kate Upton already <laughs> hates Boston because after Big Porcello won the Cy Young, and should have been Justin. <laughs> like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever, Kate. So that would have been hilarious. Yeah. And then Noah Syndergaard to the Angels, one year, $21 million. He has not pitched since 2019. I know the Angels need pitching desperately. Noah Syndergaard's not someone I would select to save my rotation. I'm sure he will hopefully have a good season. You know, he's recovering. But, again, he hasn't pitched since 2019. He's not an ace. By That's any- so much money. Yeah. for Like, you don't know what pitcher you're getting. You don't know what you're getting from him. No. And I – I think for both of them, that's a ton of money. Yeah. Because that was the other thing. I was like, Jesus like, Christ. Them. These two are getting so much like, Imagine how much Max Scherzer is going to get paid. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It was a big, big, a lot of people felt like spending money this, like, already. So, I, I don't know. It's been kind of crazy for me. Yeah, and what's his face? Uh, Jose Barrios signed a seven-year contract with the Blue Jays. So, I'm like, all right, everyone's hopping on starting pitching. So, Someone get to it with another big contract around here. Because I know the Red Sox said that they're willing to spend, which are like, they better fucking be. They've been doing jack shit for the last two years with the tiny contracts. And I know their main focus is the shortstop market. I'm very interested to see where, like, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Marcus Semien end up. I think Correa would be top tier. but and I know he has a good relationship with Alex Cora, but he's by far going to be the most expensive free agent. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that last week, didn't yes. we? Yeah, we talked about that with Gabrielle last week. Um, I'm so glad that you added the Brandon Belt stuff into our notes because I totally forgot to. I'm so happy about this. Like, I love him. He's such a cutie. I feel like he fits so well into our team and the city. And I just, I don't know. I, I might buy, I'm at the point where I'm actually considering buying his jersey. I feel like he's just a perfect fit for the Giants. And, like, it's, like, something that worked out well on both sides. Like, no one's upset that he's resigning. Like, yeah, he's... 34 like getting on the older side for a baseball player but like god knows he could still produce like that's never been a question and like he's one of the only players I think that took their qualifying offer and just made it easy on everyone yeah I yeah I am really stoked about this I the only Giants jersey that I have like I have some Giants Mm t-shirts and a hat and stuff but I have a Buster Posey jersey and that's the only Giants jersey I own so I really feel like I need to step my game up in 
that aspect. So I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I think I might do it. I might pull the trigger. I support that. I think that's a good one. Yeah, it's and it, it's time. I mean, he's done enough for us. Like that, even if for some reason he did go somewhere else, which I don't think he's going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just doesn't make sense for me. I think he'll be too old and stuff. I I don't know. I think it just makes sense. I I wouldn't hate him even if he did leave. Yeah. And then I just have one more um, hot stove thing. I don't know if you saw this. Yep. Obviously, I'm very deep in baseball Twitter, so I've seen plenty of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankees Twitter was very set on that they were getting the first baseman Matt Olson through trade this whole week because they're like oh there's this kid I I actually don't know if he's a kid I think I read that he's like his young 20s or something he's under the name like Gary Sanchez resurgence bandwagon or something like so blatantly just like a fan account but he claims he's had sources and he has in the past like broken news like I think he broke the Anthony Rizzo trade before anyone did so like People are like, oh, like he's like, yep, my Olsen trades on the finish line happening within the next 24 hours, like all this stuff. And obviously that did not happen. And then like a news report came out that like Matt Olsen's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like there's no set team and everyone's like, fuck you to this kid. And he was like, I had sources, like I've broken news. You guys know this. And someone responded and it was like, dude, you don't have sources. I was the account that sent you these things. And it was this guy made a burner to fuck with this poor kid. Like, I honestly feel bad for him because people are coming at him. You know how mean people are in sports Twitter. And this guy made yeah. a burner and was like, oh, um, my sisters and because Matt Olson's getting married, I think it's next week. My sister's and Matt Olson's groomsmen, like, she's married to one of his groomsmen, and they said this, like, blah, 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 blah. And the kid was like, oh, like, are you serious? Like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yep, like, he wants to get the deal done before his wedding, like, all this stuff. And the guy posted it, and it was like, this is why you shouldn't believe everything. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but also, I'm like, why are all these people, like, because people are paying. Like, I guess he, like, made one of those, like, newsletters that you have to pay for for like updates and scoops and people are paying him <laughs> oh my god dude you can do anything on the internet i swear to god i'm like i That's thought so i scary. was dumb believing some of these mlb trade rumors i was like you have got to be in deep so we'll see i if- feel like we should start selling our bath water <laughs> i think we would make a good <laughs> buck at least I'm not kidding. Like, think about it. We could easily sell our bathwater. Or, yeah, I, I, yeah, if, if some ass clown on the internet is convincing people that he has professional baseball inside scoops with literally no credibility, we could make bank selling our bathwater. Because people would know it's us because we're talking about it right now. That's true. <laughs> I would say I'm not opposed. Um, I'm always looking for another stream of income. <laughs> hell Yeah. I don't have a bathtub, but, like, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to make happen. No, that's not you know too difficult. Mean? All right, well, if you want to buy our bathwater series inquiries only, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Anyways. on from our bathwater, <laughs> I don't know if you just saw this. Um, we're talking about the MLB awards so far. They just announced the NL MVP. You're not going to be happy with it. No. I would say, so... Is it Bryce Harper? Yeah. My pick was Juan Soto. No! Um, neither of our predictions came true, but Kendra did have a note in here. Anybody but fucking Bryce Harper. So, <laughs> God damn it. I'm so sick of him. I like, because honestly. I just want him to go away. 
I said it because I was on Taylor's podcast the other day. I was like, oh, like, I want Juan Soto, but it's probably going to be Bryce Harper. And I feel like Bryce Harper has been talked about so much over the, like, course of the years. He's so overrated that he started to become just, like, regularly mm-hmm. rated. But once the Seuss, mm-hmm. he's in the MVP, like, contention, I'm like, no, fuck Bryce Harper. I just think he's annoying, honestly. He's so annoying. <laughs> he's so annoying. His face even bothers me. And, like, his hair. Ugh. God, he's just... Ugh. So I guess we'll uh, find out. Who- I don't know. He gives me the ick. He does. He's cringy. <laughs> I feel like if he weren't in the MLB, he would be a finance bro and be in, like, Fiji. Yes. He'd, like... That's that's the vibe I get from Bryce Harper. A thousand percent. He'd work out of, like, New York... Like, he'd be based out in New York City, but just be, like, all over the place with, like, stupid amounts of money. And his dad would be paying his rent and he would be doing, like, a dick ton of blow in Manhattan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that's how I feel about Bryce Harper. So, um, I wanted Tatis, but whatever. I would say our AL picks, mine Otani, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Back. Yeah, he's mine too. That, that was in our notes. I yeah. want him too. I don't, I don't see how you could want anybody else after the season he had. And I just, I, he's just so cute. And I, so I, cute. And I'm like, I so get cute. like the argument for Vlad. I do understand it, but I'm like, he is so young and I'm like, Yes, he's putting up these amazing numbers or whatever. I'm like, what Otani's doing, like, no one's done. Like, you can't argue. Like, I mm-hmm. get how important Vlad was to that young Toronto team. And he's going to be, like, he will definitely win an MVP, if not next year, within the next five years or so. But Otani, I'm yeah. like, he had if- insane season. Like, people will start paying attention to baseball because of him. If Otani wins, can I, even if he wins or loses, no matter what, am I allowed to post a sad cat meme from our account either a happy sad cat or a sad sad cat absolutely yes i love the sad cats (laughs) i love the sad cats (laughs) Um, we should find out i just love sad cats (laughs) i know if that came out i feel like we're gonna find it on the show we need like a breaking news situation because i feel like we definitely could have done that with the odell stuff last week i know we do need like something if you yeah if you have suggestions for like breaking news let us know um, I know, like, a lot of podcasts have that stuff. But, anyways, um, what, oh, yeah, oh, Otani. I, I would love for him to win, but I, I don't know. I feel like there, I don't feel like it's going to happen, even though it should. I feel like it should, and if MLB's, well, it comes down to the writers, and I have very strong feelings about a lot of those baseball writers, just because a lot of them, I think, just, like, the attention they get out of this. Because, like, you see all their ballots, and, you know, some of them, like, will explain, like, oh, this is why I voted this way. I swear to God, they do the same thing at the Hall of Fame. Some of them just use that as an excuse to get, like, two minutes of fame. Like, just fucking vote mm-hmm. what they, you think is right. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it should be Otani, like, unanimously. Obviously, probably won't end up that way, but. Give us a vote. <laughs> and then what other? Oh, so the other awards, like, I don't know, like, Rookie of the Year, Randy Rosarena won it for the American League. I just thought that was interesting because I feel like he's been in the league now for, like, 500 years, but it's been, like, three-ish seasons, and he's just now winning it's it. It's been the longest season of my life. <laughs> Gabe Kapler won NL Manager of the Year again. Um, Corbin Burns won the NL Cy Young, which was exciting. Nathan Valdi came in fourth for the AL Cy Young, which was big day for me that I took could mm-hmm. easily take that. Other than that, nothing too exciting. I don't know. MLB awards are kind of yeah. Stupid. I've been kind of bored. They do. I yeah, made a I tweet just want them, about I want it. them to like shake it up. No, I made a tweet yeah. about it yesterday. I think it was. I was like, 
I don't think like they really should have to change it. I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to start watching baseball because of freaking manager of the year or rookie of the year awards. Mm -hmm. But the way they do it is just so stupid, like spaced out, like at like 6 p.m. on a Tuesday or something. And like, I think it's only on MLB Network. Like who is actually tuning in for that? Like you could just make it a show all in one night. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be so much easier. And, like, just have everybody there or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it, I, I don't like that either. I, I didn't even think about that, but I don't like that either. That's stupid. Because the fact that, like, we know one MVP right now and we don't know the other and we're just, like, sitting here, like, okay. Waiting like, for, like, a notification. I, <laughs> yeah, like, why? Just just do it at the same time. I can't. MLB is so stupid when it comes to that type of stuff. They always are like, oh, we want new fans. Like, and again, I don't think these awards are going to bring in any new fans by any means, but I'm like, have some common sense. Anyways, I'm going to go over my last bit of baseball news. I'm sure while I'm doing this, something's going to pop up about the AL MVP. Wait, before you do that, will you pick my next seltzer? Because I crush this crap. Yes. Okay. What are, we have the... Sugar plum, cherry cordial, seltzer nog. I feel like you're going to hit me with something here. I want to say sugar plum, but also I want you to try the eggnog one just because it kind of sounds gross. Me too. All right. Yep. I'm gro- I'm going with the gross one. Okay. I really, I don't know why I just like really want to like gag. <laughs> I feel like it'll go from the high to the low, but who knows? Maybe it'll surprise us. Okay. That was really some ASMR right there <laughs> with my new microphone. Okay. How is it? Okay. It kind of slaps. Really? It tastes like I'm drinking like a gingerbread cookie, but like not in a shitty way. Interesting. Is it like sweet? I kind of love this so far. No, it's just like cinnamony. It's like it tastes, it just tastes like a cinnamon drink. Oh, okay. I don't know. I Maybe by the bottom of it, I'll be like, gagging but like that first sip was pretty dank i'm not gonna lie to you all right that actually sounds kind of good i like those type of drinks so yeah this is this is pretty fire i misjudged it all right (laughs) on that all right we're rolling what's up i would say so my last bit i'm sure you guys probably saw it minor league baseball mlb teams were notified today moving forward the clubs themselves are responsible for minor league housing not the players meaning the teams will be the ones paying for their leases I know I've mentioned it before on the show. I'm still finalizing because I think I've said many times now I have like 20,000 hours of transcribing to do and I had to like pay for it all. It's ridiculous Mm. for my minor league baseball project. But that was a big thing I heard. Do you guys have a home phone? Yeah, we do have a home phone. (laughs) Oh my God, Sarah, what is it? 1940? Who the fuck still has a house phone? The only people who call (laughs) are like spam numbers. Like it just rang once because it's spam. And then like my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I did not mean to interrupt you. That's fucking sweet. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, I'm not going to give away, granted, my project's like a whole ass essay, which is why it's taking forever. But a big thing that I heard from a lot of them, because obviously I would ask like, oh, like, what's the best part of it? Like, what's the worst? What's the big struggle for you? And a lot of stuff that everyone got into was the finances of it all. And again, like most people know, like these guys are making less than like $3,000 a year unless they are like signed to these like at least million dollar contracts. Like they don't make jack shit. But there are some guys, because I did talk to some former players who a lot of them, not a lot, but at least three of them I talked to were like, I had to end up quitting 
baseball like professionally because it came down to it like I was going to get called up within the next year and I was having like you know they have all these jobs on the sides like some of them were like bartenders like clerks whatever but they're like mm-hmm. one of the big things their complaints was housing like some of them like were like I had to live like sleep in my car a few nights like we were being provided like and if we were like we were all stuffed into one room like sharing beds like grown-ass men Mm -hmm. who are doing this every single Mm day not making jack shit they're like that was a big thing was the housing so that's huge very exciting for them we'll see doesn't the doesn't the echl and ahl cover like their housing i'm pretty sure they put them like somewhere yeah okay then i just don't understand how this didn't happen sooner no i'm like if literally like echl and ahl can do that then why the hell can't minor league baseball direct affiliates of major league baseball do Mm -hmm. that and the thing is like you see it all the time people call out like i saw it a lot this year with the mets specifically like they're like oh like you didn't provide us with housing like this is our meals like it's like a piece of fucking bread and like gross ass cheese and then like steve cohen Mm -hmm. obviously is all over twitter and he's like oh, like, I had no idea. Like, thinking that's some sort of defense. I'm like, that's your, like, organization. What do you mean you had no idea? And why, like, just the people at the top, like, I understand your main focus is your major league team. But I'm like, that's your future. And, like, these are people that... Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't understand how you could just completely ignore that. But hopefully there will be some It would be interesting to get... It'd be interesting to get someone on the show who, like, has something to say about that. Oh, I know. 87 minor league baseball players now who love to talk. get them on. I'm so down. Yeah, let's do it. I'm so serious. I'll – within – maybe not the next month, but as we get closer to the baseball season, that -hmm. would be for sure something. Yep, I'm so down. Yep, let's do it. Um, Speaking of – I think that's it. That's all you had for baseball, right? Yep. I was going to say, speaking of, um, you know, that whole situation of minor league and stuff, let's move on to, oh, wait, you have the NLL next. Just kidding. Um, Oh, I saw that you had Koichi was cut. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much NLL news. That was, like, the most notable thing. They're still in training camps. Uh, Rosters aren't going to be finalized until November 28th. That was the big thing. There wasn't, like, I thought he would at least, like, last another week or so, but... Mm-hmm. I guess things are dwindling down quickly. It's very, I'm sad. I didn't think he would end up making the team in the end of it all, but mm-hmm. I did think it would last a little longer than that, which is disappointing. But knowing him, I'm sure he's not really letting it ruin anything for him. He's just going to be right back to it. So best of luck to him. I'm sure we will see him back next year. And I kind of just like, because I still follow him on Twitter and stuff. I want to like follow along to see what he's up to. Other than that, yeah. for the NLL. Did they give a reason as to why he got cut? No, it's weird. They, like, will just release people, which actually, so the New York Riptide did something I've never seen today. They, like. Hey! No, it was not good. <laughs> no! They released two players from their training camp, whatever. And, like, it was two guys who I think are pretty young, so it wasn't really, there's much expectation for them to make the team. But they made, like, they tweeted out the transaction, like, yep, you released these two guys, but made it so you couldn't reply. Like, they turned off replies to it. (laughs) You can't really do that as a sports team. And I'm like... I wonder if, I wonder if something happened. I don't know, because, like, I was, like, talking, like, my lacrosse flash, like, group message, like, on Slack, were like, 
like what backlash would they get from that there wasn't like any expectation that these kids were going to be like starting gang regular time like what's the point of doing that i don't know do you think do you think it was an accident or like i if you turn off your comments do you have to return them back on i like no because i've turned off my comments before it just automatically goes back to just regular so they purposely Mm. did it i'm just like that's kind of like Mm. a weird look that, that makes me wonder, like, I'm not saying anything did happen or hoping anything happened, yeah. but I'm curious because, like, I, I just, I don't think I've ever seen that if something actually did happen. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is maybe they were, like, afraid of people, like, saying something mean, and they want to protect those mm-hmm. kids from having to see that, which, like, yeah. I would understand that, but if you just, like, do it out of the blue, and, like, I've looked, they don't have any other protected tweets. It was just kind of weird. Hmm. All right. Well, anything else, NLL? Other than that, just the league and TSN. So this is just for Canadian listeners, which we have a decent amount of Canadian listeners. So this is good for them. The league and TSN announced their schedule for NLL Game of the Week this week. Um, Basically, just each week, the NLL picks one game that's going to be televised on TSN, which is obviously a big deal for them. So definitely tune into those. I think the first one is going to be that Friday night game on December 3rd. Um, hopefully ESPN plus releases their schedule of how we could watch, like mm-hmm. see these NLL games. Otherwise I don't really know how I'll be watching them. So we'll see, but that's all I got for NLL while they're still in training camp. All right. Well, um, I don't think I really have, who's the closest team to us? To us, probably the Albany Firewolves, I think. Or there's also a Rochester okay. team, Rochester Nighthawks. I was going to say, I want to, like, go to a game, but that's, like, hella far. I know. That was – because I was thinking that, too. I obviously made the drive to Albany this summer. It wasn't too bad. But I'm, like – because there used to be a mm. New England team. I just wish there was one, like, in, like, our general area. There's, like, the Philadelphia team. Yeah. Matt Rambo's on the Philly team. <laughs> ah! I just threw my pencil. Um, Yeah, that's so sick. I, I mean – who knows where we'll find our – how long is the NLL season? When is it, December 3rd to when? It ends in the middle of April, I believe. I think that's when playoffs are over. Well, who knows? We might we might make a trip somewhere. We'll see where the playoffs wind up. I feel like New England is, like, such a big place for lacrosse, and it surprises me that there's not something up here. Yeah, because I know the – I think it was the New, New England team relocated to Albany, which I'm like, I get New York's also, like, a, such a hotbed for lacrosse. I'm like – like you said, so is New England. There's no reason for them not to have a team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, who knows where we're going to be in the next few months. Yeah. Like, we could definitely probably find a game somewhere to go to or, like, make plans to go to one. So we'll look at the schedule. Um, I guess we should move on to our NHL stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch a ton of hockey this week. This has been such a crazy week for me. I've yeah. been watching a lot of college hockey because I am back rinkside on Nesson. If you are listening to this on Saturday, I am on primetime for UMass Lowell against UConn at home Ooh. for Lowell at the Songus Center. So I heard that Lauren's going to that game. I'm going to peer pressure you to come hang out with my mom <laughs> as well if you are free. But if not, everybody tune in to Nesson on Saturday night to watch me. Sarah, I see you have some Bruin stuff I and some stuff that I actually have seen this week that I want to talk about, but I will let you um, kick things off with the Bruins. Yeah, so kind of going off what I was saying earlier about how the Bruins scheduling is really screwing not just me over, but their team. Um, they finally started to gain momentum with two wins in a row back-to-back in New Jersey. Then they had that big game at home against the Habs. That was kind of just like the Charlie game, which I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I think that was Charlie McAvoy's first two-goal game 
And I was really hoping he was going to get the hat trick, but I'm like, I guess the next best thing is Charlie Coyle getting a couple in there. So that was mm-hmm. nice. And Taylor Hall got, it was an empty netter, but a birthday goal. So good for Taylor Hall. But now they don't play so until Saturday, which is just, someone like replied by tweet. They're like, literally the Patriots are playing again before we see the Bruins play again. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, That's so funny. Have you watched any college hockey at all? I've watched a couple BU games. They're just not great mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. They lost so many people last year, though, like mm-hmm. we talked about. We should definitely add a college hockey segment in next week. Um, yes. Because there's so much stuff going on right now. And, like, it. yeah, we should definitely add college hockey in here next week. I'm sure I'll have some thoughts after Saturday as well. I was in press conferences with uh, college hockey coaches all day, so – um, but yeah, the Charlie game was, I did see a lot of stuff on social about this. I didn't actually watch the game, but I, there was some good stuff on socials for sure. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of good content from that game to hold us all over for the fucking week. I will say Bruins defense continues to be an issue. They sat Mike. All right. People were telling me that, like, no, Mikey Riley's injured, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where? I have not seen a single thing besides people are like, no, no, he's injured. I'm like, I think I because like they said they're like Craig Smith's injured that's why he's sitting like he's not bench Mikey Riley is definitely just a healthy scratch which I'm like the Bruins defense has a lot of problems I understand that and I know Mikey Riley just now like finally got on the fucking like score sheet which whatever he's a defenseman I'm not like so pissed at him because he doesn't shoot a lot like yeah he does pass it a lot I don't know if he Mm -hmm. has cold feet or something but He's fine on defense. Like, I don't think he's the issue. And they scratched him two days in a row, which I don't really understand. I know he's not a huge difference maker, but he's not the problem. But now I did see he is set to return for Saturday night's game. And then Bruce said, it sounds like he's like, yo, yeah, like, Zaboro, we might shift him to a different side, which probably means Connor Clifton's going to get the kick. I love Connor Clifton. I love, like, his aggressive style play. It's sloppy most, like, 90% of the time. It's not worth it. It's sloppy, and it kind of just, like, he needs more time at the AHL level, it feels like, but it's reached the point where, like, mm-hmm. you're past that. So he, I just don't think he fits in this defensive grouping, and he's not the only one that doesn't. Like, Derek Forbort's still on the top pairing with Charlie McAvoy, which should not <laughs> be a thing. You know, Brandon Carlo's been slagging a little <laughs> bit, but I think he's just having a couple off games, which is fine. Uh, honestly at this point like bring John Moore back up just like give him a look like anything you need to change something up I think Jacob Sborrell has looked good um, he did talk this week about how difficult things have been for him as a player which I think something a few Bruins players have talked about now within the last year because he was saying like he had such high expectations because when he was picked in the draft and obviously he's still a developing player and maybe expectations yeah. haven't been met yet but he's like I was going on social media so much that first year and just seeing all these terrible things people were saying about me to the point I deleted all yeah. social media because I can't be on it anymore. And yeah, I feel like it's paying off for him because it seems like he's really like making strides this year. And I think that's good, but also speaks to how much of an impact that has on players. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I was saying this to my mom this week, like, 
I admire the shit out of friend of the pod, Jessica Kleinschmidt. For, was it Jess that deleted her Instagram for a hot minute? Yeah, she deleted her Instagram for a hot minute. And I was home last week and just so stressed out about, like, all the stuff I have going on with socials and, like, my job and everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just wish that I could take a day off from my phone. And you and I can't do that because that's a majority of our lives, our jobs, our income. Yeah. Like, that's that sort of thing. And it's like, we know what we're getting into. And it's like, yeah, that's our job. And, like, 90, 90% of the time it's not so bad. Like, it's good. It's, you know, it's like when, you know, Big John's not tweeting you <laughs> and people aren't bullying you on the internet. Like, it's not so bad. No. Like, the fact that that's your job is kind of cool. But it's like there's that 10% of the time where you just want to put your phone for the down for the day and you can't. Um, and you, I mean, you can, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you can't, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I feel am guilty so jealous, but I admire, yeah. And it's like, I admire, and you get, and you get thrown into like the Instagram hate or the Twitter hate and they don't show as much of your stuff to people and stuff because you're not keeping them on the app. And it's just, you get stuck in that like algorithm mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I am so jealous slash proud of the people who can do that, who can walk away from it for a minute and just not care. Like, yeah, he's a millionaire or whatever, but it's like, he still has fans. He still has, like, people that, you know, admire him and want to see his life and stuff. But, like, the fact that you care enough about yourself and your mental and your own exactly. to, like, do that for yourself is so fucking cool, and I admire that a lot. Yeah, I remember who was it? Oh, it was Chris Wagner last year, like, at the Bruins, like, wrap-up meetings after their season ended. He was, like... I think he's just like straight. He's like, mental health is so important. And social media is the worst for that. He's like, I did not have my best season by any means. Like, and I was going on, like looking at all this stuff and I don't blame them also. Like I like search my own name and I'm not a freaking professional athlete. Yeah. I'm like, what are people saying about me? But I'm like, to be like at that level, like that platform where people like feel entitled to just like criticize mm-hmm. everything. Like it's one thing to criticize someone's like gameplay, like whatever, analyze yeah. it. Sure. It's another when they start, like, going out, like, oh, you fucking suck. Like, I wish you were off my team. Like, you should die. Like, well, like mm-hmm. that is nuts. Yeah. Like, people mm-hmm. are insane and yeah. don't know where to draw the line when it comes to sports. It's true. People don't know where to draw the line in general. It's, like, I feel we get not as much sort of hate because we're not on a team or those sorts of things. We get hate from time to time. But, like, the sexual harassment is what it is mm-hmm. for me. Like, the harassment – that we get from keyboard warriors hiding behind a private account with no fucking picture. It's just unreal. And it's like, that's, that's what makes, that's what pushes me over the edge is that like, I'm scared to like do certain things or go certain places or say where I'm at sometimes because of those sorts of things. But it's like, as a professional athlete, like I, like they just like attack every aspect that they can. And so for the social media piece of I have felt attacked in that space before I understand, but on such a scale as yeah. that, I just – I that's something I can't fathom. No, I really – I give them all so much credit, and I think it's a very smart idea for them to be off social media, but also that's so unfair that, like, it reaches the point where there's multiple athletes out there that are like, I don't use it because I don't want to see what people are saying because people are so rude and nuts. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea. People oh. have no idea what it's like to be, you know, on that side of the game. And it's it's brutal, I'm sure. It's something I, I don't understand. And it's like, you know, we – people who criticize us too, like, they don't understand what it's like to be on this side of the microphone – excuse me, this side of my, the microphone or, like, this side of, like, always having to have a take. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that that's the thing that bothers me about this industry sometimes is that whenever something happens – 
you're expect you, you pretty much have to have a take because you're expected to have a take and it's like you can't really ride that line that gray line of you know a take it has to be one way or the other or you're not going anywhere and sometimes that's exhausting no because sometimes I'm like sometimes I'm just not educated enough on something to speak on it and then I won't speak on it and someone will be like oh you didn't say anything about this like nothing I have to say would add value to the conversation like people don't always mm-hmm. understand that like if you don't have a well like formula like you don't know enough about it, that's fine you shouldn't have to always speak mm-hmm. out on it like I'd rather just sit back yeah. and learn and see what others have to say before I come mm-hmm. out and say something yep. that maybe I'll regret later totally and it's like I word vomit enough on the internet like <laughs> trust me I do I know that and it's like I don't need to word vomit about something that first of all isn't going to add any value to what's going on Mm -hmm. second of all I'm going to sit here and second guess what I had to say because I don't know enough about it and third of all I'm going to sit here on my phone and wait for people to bully me about it because they know I don't know enough about it (laughs) so it's like it's it's that fine line of like knowing when to even when you do say something people always have something to say always it's like uh, like oh my god yeah it's like Gabrielle said last week you have to be 600 times more prepared as a woman for someone who's a guy and 60% prepared. It's like, people are always going to attack us first. And it's like, you know, you know that going into this industry. Like, I can't tell you when I was 17, I didn't know that when I came into this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier. No. It never gets any easier. Because I can tell you for a fact, this week I have sat in a room of men and been attacked for the questions that I asked, even though I know that they were valid questions because I was the only woman in that room. No, I feel like there's so many women that work in sports that have had that feeling. Like, I was talking about the other day on Taylor's podcast, actually, the first time I've ever been, like, up in the press box and, like, walking in. And you just, like, because obviously it is, like, overwhelmingly men in most press boxes. And yeah, they just look at you like you have, like, fucking 10 heads. It's like, look, I worked here. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, I have every right to be here. Like, why are you looking at me like I'm fucking alien? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can tell you, like, even even in press conferences with coaches and athletes, the people who think that they can second-guess me or have some backhanded comment because of me being the only woman in the room, and it's just, it sucks. It sucks. Like, and I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon, but it's, like, it doesn't make it any easier every time it happens. No. Um, and the people who, like, are like, well, that's not true. Like, we don't care that you're a girl. Yeah, I mean, you might not care, but it doesn't remove the bias in the room. No, and I feel like I always think it, I'm like, People will say they don't care. I think everyone will actually stop caring when they stop bringing note to the fact. Because it's like, no matter mm-hmm. what, like, no matter how good you are at your job, someone's still going to be like, yeah, like, she's really good for a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You could be the best person in that room, and mm-hmm. that's always going to be the narrative. Um, but speaking of women in sports, I saw that you added Sarah Siv's Weekly Fashion Awards, yes. and I am so, so happy that you did because this is awesome. I'm obsessed with this idea. I think that's such a good idea. I've been following along. Obviously, she's one of my like favorite people to follow. I think she's the one of the best follows in hockey, honestly, even if you're not a Hurricanes fan. Mm-hmm. But I just yep. love it because I feel like with the NHL, like sometimes like it's kind of hard to find like more lighthearted stuff, especially this season when there's been so much like bad news. It's like, okay, here's some nice guys, dress nice, enjoy it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love that she's just so herself, too. Like, I I think that she's probably my favorite. This is a very bold statement, but I'm going to say it. I think that she is my favorite Twitter follow, not only because she's educated. She claps back at people who deserve it. She's very much herself. And I think that 
despite the fact that, you know, she is who she is, she remains true to her identity. And I respect the shit out about the shit out of her for that because like she says fuck when fuck needs to be said Mm -hmm. if someone tweets her about a picture she posts she's not scared to like say whatever and it's like that's the type of woman that i want to be in this industry and she's funny as fuck dude like she's she's so funny funny. and i oh my god i love to follow her on twitter like that in in a few years like she is who i want to be and i think a lot of young girls in this industry feel that way and i'm just so glad that she's created a space to invite those young girls to be themselves and tell them, hey, it's going to be okay if you like the F word. Like, you, you're going to be all right. I feel like her and Jess do such a good job with that. They're by far my yep. two favorite Twitter follows, not just, like, in sports, mm-hmm. just in general. Because, like you said, both of them are so good at just being themselves while also doing such a good job at, it, like, what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're awesome. And, like, I – any and I know that like our women following on here is low con- I mean I mean the the percentage that we have for the listing that we have is actually probably pretty high mm-hmm. but it's like if you don't follow either of those women on Twitter what are you doing like seriously it, they are just yeah like I I just I'm obsessed and Sarah's cat I Sarah I know you're not listening to this you might be actually but <laughs> if you are if you ever need a cat sitter, I will fly to you to watch your cat and bring my own Benadryl. Like, I'm not, I just, i obsessed. That kitten is so fucking cute. Also, we have the results of the AL MVP. Oh! So, I was wrong. It was unanimous Otani. So. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to chug for Shohei Otani. This is like half full. Mildred just broke into my room. Because I'm clapping. and Unanimous AL MVP award. Mildred. Mildred. Okay, now she's leaving. Um, <laughs> I am going to chug like I said I would. Sarah, sugar plum or cherry cordial? Sugar plum. I think I forgot to ask you what you're drinking tonight. What are you drinking tonight? The same thing I've been drinking, a fucking watermelon spritz rosé thing that I can't read the brand because it's so tiny. I don't know who mm. designed this to make it so you can't read the brand. Unless my vision's just that bad. Maybe it's not even that small, but. <laughs> oh, this one smells like grape. Oh, I hate grape flavored things. I hate artificial grape. Okay. Jesus, take the wheel. Here we go. Ugh. Okay, so my childhood best friend had a baby recently, and I went over while I was home to see her brand new baby, and her husband swore to God the sugar plum flavor would be the best one. He was like, it's the best thing ever. It's, It's great, whatever. It's better than anything in the flannel pack a thousand times over. I mean, that's low bar. But I, it tastes like if NyQuil came out Ugh. with, like, a diet NyQuil. I don't think I'm going to like that one. Like, and the fact you said it smells like grape, absolutely not count me the It's like out. diet NyQuil. Oh. That's exactly, like, if you like no. codeine, you will <laughs> like the Bud Light Sugar Plum. Codeine <laughs> If codeine dream, no, seriously. If you if you drink codeine, you might like this. Well, that changes um, things. <laughs> if you don't know what codeine is, I use Google. Yeah. 
<laughs> you or might like love it. Kodak Black. I don't know. You might love it. <laughs> um. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. Oh my God. You could probably water your codeine down with <laughs> diet codeine. <laughs> that was a big brain move. That might be the smartest thing I've ever thought of in my life. Rappers <laughs> at me. Um. So, anyways, I think we should move into the NFL. Yes. On a slightly more serious topic, um, fuck Zach Stacy and everything he stands for. I hope he rots in jail. That was fucking horrifying which i will say i feel like people are just posting that video if you're going to post something that graphic there needs to be a warning or something because i did not know what was coming that shit was horrifying so horrifying and he needs to rot in jail rot in hell like just straight up terrible human being does not deserve to live in my opinion well so was i the first person to send you that video no, I saw it last night because I saw someone tweeting about it and they like quote retweet it and I went and I was like, oh, like whatever. I thought the video would like, it would blur something out or something. So I just played it and I was like, oh my fucking God. I like, I knew like obviously domestic violence, like regardless, always terrible. Mm-hmm. I've never like seen it like that, like on video. That was horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I was going to be sick when I first saw that. So I remember growing up, and like drafting Zach Stacy to my fucking fantasy football team. Like, and I saw that this morning and was like physically sick for probably about half an hour after. Like, I just have no, like, I, I, there, there are no words. There are, like, I don't think anything in the world just, like, I, did you see all of this stuff about how there's like this Instagram account that might potentially be his that, because Instagram took his account down that he was, like, posting from. No, I didn't see any of that. Okay, so allegedly there's this Instagram account that, I guess Instagram maybe took his account down and unconfirmed his new account or just a troll, but, like, very convincingly posting, like, she stole X amount of money from me and was cheating on me with her ex-wife. I don't care. You do not. I don't even care. Like, even if that was another man, like, Mm -hmm just like who does that like why is i just why and the baby was in the room can you believe that, that? Was the their five-month-old child <sighs> and it was like it just it didn't stop and it's like mm-hmm. what wasn't caught on camera it was just scary i think well obviously scary for the fact like that was happening but also the fact all she kept saying was like please please like it was definitely not the first time mm-hmm. this has happened which it usually never is but, like, so I'm, like, she was fighting mm-hmm. back, and he just continued, and, mm-hmm. like you said, the baby was in the room. Like, when he came near the baby, I thought he was about to do something, and I shut off the video because I got uh. so scared. But I then I found out through the comments that he at least did not lay yeah. his hands on the baby. Mm. The fact that he's still on the run, too, is just disgusting. Oh, they haven't, like, brought him in yet? No, he fled Florida. Um, yeah, I just, this is the most sickening thing I've seen in a while. Like, I I mean, obviously in the past there have been some NFL players who have had videos surface of them, like, you know, Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt, those sorts of things where they obviously were involved in very blatant domestic abuse situations. But this was just the most, like, gut-wrenching situation out of that that I've seen. And I think the NFL really needs, I mean, not that he's in the NFL anymore, but it's like this seems to be more of a trend with the NFL over any other league and it's like there needs to be like some sort of 
moving forward, I like I said, I know he's not an NFL player right now, but it's like there are still there are still so many players playing in the NFL right now who have domestic abuse viol- like 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 filed against them. And it's like, why mm-hmm. are you still in the league? Like, why is Tyreek Hill still allowed to play? Why is Kareem Hunt still allowed to play? It's just, it's sickening. And the fact that, like, there's more punishment for someone like John Gruden, who, like, don't get me wrong. I, obviously, if you've listened to any of our stuff, we don't support John Gruden whatsoever. I think that punishment was absolutely necessary. But it's like, you can put your hands on another human being and still make millions of dollars a year? Like, how that, that almost seems like a reward to me. No, I think what bothers me so much with the NFL is, like you said, domestic violence, like, is more of a problem in this league than I think any other. And, like, yeah, like, people will get suspended for X amount of games, whatever. But at the end of the day, everyone just gets a slap of the wrist. You never see actual change. Like, this continues to be a problem, even if he's not in the NFL right now. And I almost feel like, like, like you said, there's plenty of guys in the league right now that have had these accusations, like, have had, like, actual cases against them. And they serve their punishment, mm-hmm. and then it's just whatever. They continue on. It's almost like they're reduced to, like... They pay a fine. Yeah. It's kind of like... Team. Like, just, like, 15-year-olds on, like, fucking Twitter or something. That's it. It's like, that's all that's ever comes out of it, is that, like, slight shame. Nothing else. Yeah, and it's like... I hate the people on Twitter who are like, this is just cancel culture, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, God, I just, I don't know. This this sort of stuff, I I don't think that it's going anywhere anytime soon until no. there is real punishment. Like, I would be shocked if he winds up even serving any sort of serious time. And that's sad to say, mm-hmm. but that's exactly how I feel. Um... So, moving on to the rest of last week in the NFL. Um, this was the weirdest week in the NFL, in my opinion. I did. I am assuming you watched a couple of games. Um, I know that you know that the Dolphins beat the Ravens, I'm assuming. Yes. I don't have a ton, of, a ton to say about this game, except that I just, like, think it was, like, a really strange game from start to finish. I don't think the Ravens are bad. I don't think they should be nervous. I think Lamar Jackson is still in conversation for the MVP. Um, I just think that this was, like, a fluke game. And, and honestly, like, I'm one of those people that, like, no matter how bad the team is, I think every once in a while a team is due for one. And I think the Dolphins were due for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it just so happened to be the Ravens this week. You know, the NFL is like that. It's fluky. Um, it's, it's if you let your guard down whatsoever, it's still professional football. It's still a professional sport. Um, you can get caught any day of the week. I am happy for Lamar Jackson getting some recognition at Louisville last week. Did you see his Gucci outfit? I don't think I did. Oh my god. So Lamar Jackson um was recognized at Louisville <coughs> last week and um he wore an entire Gucci outfit to his like plaque being hung up and like all those sorts of things <laughs> at Louisville and it was fucking hilarious. Like I am such a Lamar Jackson fan. Like I know a lot of like he's very like gray area for a lot of people. I think the older generation doesn't really love Lamar Jackson, yeah. but our generation does. I'm such a Lamar Jackson fan. Like I think he's fucking awesome. I'll have to look that up. He no, should I be, didn't see that. He should be in Sarah Siv's outfit of the week. <laughs> Gucci puffer. Um, so we talked about Cam Newton last week. I think Cam looked really good in Carolina Blue for the first time in a hot minute this week. The Panthers, like, might be back. Christian McCaffrey definitely is back. He looked healthy. He looked like nothing, nothing even ever happened to him. <laughs> um, and I've said before that I'm not the biggest Cam fan, but I am here for the Cam Revenge Tour just because I don't think, like, obviously I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan for 
everything that happened with that female reporter. I think we've talked about that on the show before, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, as a woman in sports media, like, obviously that's not my favorite thing in the world to hear. And it's like, I do I think that he didn't mean it as harshly as it came out? Came out potentially, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I am, I am here for sticking it to the man always. So therefore, I'm here for the Cam Newton revenge tour. Um, the next game I watched this week was Falcons at Broncos. I tweeted that I feel bad for Matt Ryan, and I still kind of do. A lot of people were like, "Well, he makes this amount of money. Like, this is his net worth." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, okay, but like, you have so much promise for so long, and you still can't just get it done like you get talent you talent comes and goes and those sorts of things but it's like I don't know I just feel bad for Matt Ryan like the amount of money that he makes doesn't make me feel any less bad for him um and I think the Cowboys have to go to the Super Bowl or Jerry Jones may kill someone and I think that that someone might be Mike McCarthy and I think that I heard this week that if Mike McCarthy were to go to the Super Bowl he would be the first coach to win for two different teams and I think that that is the most really probable yeah because he went with the Packers I think that that's like the most probable person to maybe do it this year mm-hmm. um because I get no anybody else isn't really going anywhere so I think that that would be kind of cool if that were to happen but like I don't know I still hate the Cowboys I've said before on their show too that they're my favorite roster in all of football right now I don't mm-hmm. remember did we talk who do we talk to Taylor. about that oh Taylor Mathis yeah she's a big NFL fan and we were talking about how like we love the Cowboys roster because she's a Cowboys fan yes um, but I just, I still hate the Cowboys, but I think Jerry Jones, like, actually might have a heart attack. Um, and I think that the NFC East is theirs to lose this year. Um, Jags at Colt game, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> other than the fact that I hate our fucking receivers. Um, I think it's time that we admit that LaVisca Chenault was maybe a bust. Like, I just, when we took him at that spot in the second round, he was coming out of Colorado. And it's like, why... Are we taking a talent from Colorado that early? And he was also coming off of a season-ending injury that happened, like, midway through the season. So it's, like, it was his last season, and we only saw, like, his first handful of games of him playing receiver. So it's, like, I just don't understand why we took him in that second round. And I have a list of people who were taken after him that I would have liked even better. Um, Cole Kment, he's been finding a lot of success <coughs> lately. And, like, we do have Dan Arnold now, who I felt really bad because I thought that he was single. Did you see this on Sunday? What? I was tweeting about our tight end, Dan Arnold, who we got in a trade from Carolina in the C.J. Henderson trade this year. Uh-huh. Um, and he's been really, really awesome for us. I do believe he is our leading receiver on the team, even though he's a tight end, you know, that sort of situation. Um, but, like, I tweeted that I wanted to, like, go out on a date with him, and he, like, never responded. And then I was like, okay, the fact that Dan Arnold doesn't have a touchdown so far means he has to take me on a date. And then I found out he was, like, big married. I didn't see that, though. <laughs> so I was, like, Dan Arnold, big married, my bad. Um, and a bunch of people bonked me. So I'm sorry to Dan Arnold and his wife. I did not know you were married. And I actually have felt terrible about it since. Um, but, yeah, I would have liked Cole Kement at that spot, even though we do have Dan Arnold now, who we got in that C.J. Henderson trade, like I said, um, who is a first-round talent that we also no longer have, which just means we can't draft for shit. Um, Grant Delpit was there. Chase Claypool was there. Trayvon motherfucking Diggs was still on the board at that spot. J.K. Dobbins, even though he is injured now, and Josh Uche for the Patriots were all still there at that slot. So that's just, like, 
continues to make me be more frustrated. Um, and I just like have to say, I fucking hate staring at Carson Wentz. Do you know who Carson Wentz is? I know Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I have just, I don't, his face bothers me. I don't know what it is. Like this entire game, I was just like, fuck you, Carson Wentz. And the fact that you got dual sprained ankles in the same week, you bitch. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Browns of Patriots. Did you watch this game? I did watch this game. Okay, thoughts? Um, I thought, because we talked about last week, we're like, yeah, this is going to be a really significant game for both teams. Kind of, like, test the waters for real. Because I feel like they're kind of on an even playing field going into that game, or at least that's what we thought. I did not expect it to be a blowout like that. You know, it was a feel-good game for the Patriots. I think they really needed that. It's going to be good momentum, hopefully, for that playoff push. But that was very unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are still rolling, and they look good. And I have to say, I think I might have, like, kind of hinted at this last week. I don't know why Patriots Nation is geeking out about about Mac Jones. It's like, yeah, he's fine. He's a consistent <coughs> quarterback. He fits in really well. He's playing well. But it's like, he is not Jesus. Like, people are talking about the kid as if he is fucking Jesus reincarnated. Like, you can come for me, Patriots fans. I really don't care. The kid's not that good. Like, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He fits into the system really well. He can play in that system. He's good enough. It's the same thing as Alabama. When you have something that's built around you, you can play well. And he has those tight ends to rely on. Like, Hunter Henry has been a favorite of his all season long. But it's like the kid... I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. And I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again. Do I think that he's going to have a great career? I absolutely believe he's going to have a great career. Do I think that at the end of the day, he's going to be the best out of this class? No, I don't. I think that he's going to have a notable career. He's going to be fine. But if you think that it's not Justin Fields, I think you are delusional. Um, And as far as this game goes, the only touchdown that came for the Browns was that ballsy play call that they had early in the game. It was Mm -hmm. fourth and goal. They went for it. They got the touchdown. And I wish that I would have seen more of that gutsy play calling throughout the game until Baker got hurt. And yes, Baker got hurt. He is still expected to play against the Lions, but he did say himself that this is the most banged up he's been in his entire career. Like, he's got all these injuries. The kid's hurt, but he's still their best. Hurt Baker is still their best option. But it's like, I understand that when you have a hurt quarterback, you can't make those ballsy play calls like you might want to Mm -hmm. not that I think that they're a ballsy play call team I think that their biggest issue is that they have no (coughs) chemistry but they made that play call and then just what happened after that yeah I really don't know what was happening in that game I just thought the highlight of it all was Jacoby Myers finally getting his touchdown that was awesome I thought that That was was a lovely moment made me very happy everyone was so happy for him it was very cute and I agree with what you're saying with, like, As Mac in- Jones. I feel like, yeah, there yeah. are a lot of Patriots fans that think he's, like, the second coming of Jesus. I don't know if it has to do with the facts. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was on such a short leash to start the season. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could tell, like, obviously he's a rookie quarterback, so, of course, Bill doesn't have, like, complete trust in him yet. But I feel like you could progressively see as he trusts him more and more, so we get to see more of him. But like you said, I don't think he is the best. Like, But he's also so young. So it's tough to be like, yeah. hey, he's not the best best. Of course yeah. he's not. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to be fine. But the people who are like, oh, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, the hell you are. You have a rookie quarterback. <laughs> like, rookie quarterback. I'm sorry. That's just it. You might make a playoff push. You guys are. I think you've won the last four or five games in a row. 
good for you. You're prob- you're definitely most likely going to make it to the playoffs, but you are not going to make such a significant push that you are going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, you need a year or two, <laughs> and it's going to take some contracts to get you there. Um, and and like I, you know, we've we've said we've had a lot to say about Mac Jones, but like. I don't dislike the kid. I just think he needs some time, unlike any other fucking rookie quarterback. But you know what you're not doing, Patriots, that a lot of other teams are? You're not wa- you're not wasting his rookie deal. And good for you guys. That's what you needed. You have the team in the next two years to make it happen next year with a sophomore quarterback under center. You're not wasting the kid's rookie contract, <coughs> and that's important because that is – not a lot of money you're paying for a position that you need to play well. And you know what? Congratulations. Bill Belichick continues to do this and exploit these rookie contracts and, you know, these guys who are almost just outside of their prime but not quite outside mm-hmm. of their prime to these one, two-year deals. Like, hey, come win a Super Bowl with the Patriots. And that's what Belichick does well. And I think that that's exactly what he's doing with Mac Jones. Um, and I think that that's what makes Bill so great is that he knows how to find these contracts or exploit these contracts to make them work for him. And so I respect that. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this game, but, you know, I I just have to say that, like, that's what I commend Bill for right now is that he is not wasting this kid's rookie contract, and that's Mm -hmm. important because that's exactly what the Jaguars are doing with Trevor, and that's what I envy. Um, Going to the Lions and Steelers game, I don't have a ton to say about this game. I'm just happy that the Lions didn't lose, and I'm happy that the Steelers didn't win. And I hate that you can tie in football. Sarah, do you have any thoughts about tying in football? I just feel like I'm reminded of the fact that you can tie in football every few years and I just will never understand it. I think it's the stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't think, I just, I, I hate ties. Um, did you see that Brady and the Bucks lost this weekend? I saw that they lost and I saw it was one of Brady's worst games, but I didn't see any of it. So, um, yeah, the Bucs lost to the Washington football team. I, like I said before, hope they never change from the Washington football team. I just love that name. It's so awesome. Um, Brady was, you know, I think before this week, I think that he was my MVP so far, like too soon MVP. He was just, he's playing really well, especially, I mean, not that his age comes into like my vote for him for MVP, not that I have one, but if Mm -hmm. I did, uh, but he absolutely looked like shit in this game, and it was the biggest loss off a bye in his career. I did find that stat out, which I think is interesting because it was only by 10 points. So in his 22, 23 mm-hmm. years in the league, the fact that your biggest loss off of a bye that long is 10 points is kind of impressive to me. Not that anything about him doesn't <laughs> impress me, but um, I have one other comment in our notes about this. The Bucks, the Browns, and the Rams all give me that, like, super team with no chemistry vibe at the moment this year so that's my biggest takeaway from those three games even though I do have comments about one of those games left um two more games to comment on Seahawks at Packers I think this is the most shocking game of the week in my opinion Russ and Rodgers were both back Russ off of an injury to his finger where he had surgery and Rodgers obviously was on the COVID list after all of that drama um the most shocking thing about all this was the Packers shut out the Seahawks but Aaron Rodgers still looked like shit like I got little to no value from him in fantasy which is fine you know I know that happens and he's coming off of like a crazy week but one of the questions that we posed to our listeners last week was that is Rodgers in his own head or is he going to be that Rodgers that just doesn't give a fuck about these comments and in my opinion I think that those comments got to him I mean the fact that like you 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 didn't get shut out you still won the game but you didn't play well usually when Aaron Rodgers is in these situations like he makes people regret it um 
so that was that was my biggest takeaway from this game and my last game to comment on was the last game of the week the 49ers at Rams I think the 49ers might be good they have an easy and like a really really easy remaining schedule I think that they could very easily make a playoff push in the last bit of the year um their record just doesn't make me feel that good like they're almost batting 500 which is a little concerning they do have the Jags this week um and to be fair the Rams don't look good either like I said I think it's like a good team with no chemistry situation they do have a bye week this week to sit and think with their thoughts about this prior game um and I just don't know what Matt Stafford was doing. He was just seeing ghosts out there. It was just, I, I don't know. Like, he's another one of those people that I'm like, I don't know if we're getting the Lions Matt Stafford or the Rams Matt Stafford this week. I just, I, I don't know. It was it was a little bit of a weird game for me. Um, Sarah, do you have any other NFL thoughts before I tell the people what I am watching this week? I thought I would ask, even though I know the answer. I would say NFL thoughts, nope. <laughs> um this week i am watching pats at falcons tonight sarah do you have any thoughts about this game not really honestly (laughs) okay super bowl rematch from the 28 to 3 super bowl i did tweet today that i am so sick of those jokes already um but i'm still going to watch it i'm also going to be watching colts at bills just because i want to know how legit the colts actually are and see how they match up against them after the jags win um Bengals at Raiders both are five and four and I'm hoping Joey B can keep keep that ship afloat over in that division Cowboys at Chiefs might be the most exciting game this week so I'm going to be watching that and then Cardinals at Seahawks and I think the Cardinals are still the best team in the league right now despite losing to Cam Newton last week um but I think that this could potentially be a Russ redemption game watch we shall see um very quick notes about NCAA football um, I think Cincinnati is finally ranked deservingly so after beating USF. They deserve to be at that three spot. Tennessee held Georgia through the first half and then just all hell broke la- loose last week. I was actually sitting at the bar watching that with my family. And there were a ton of Georgia fans there, so that was really interesting. But I, I was impressed with Tennessee through the first quarter and then just it got bad. I cannot mm. believe that Alabama covered a spread that was over 50 fucking points. Unreal. Washington State hung with Oregon more than I expected last week. And like I said, when it came to our um, rankings last week, I think that the committee might have needed to take a closer look at almost losses with Oregon in the Pac-12. And they came in at four this week, which is, I think, where they deserve to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Ohio State even looks better than them, in my opinion, as far as those rankings go. Um, Baylor beat Oklahoma for their first loss of the season. They are now 9-1. Lane Kiffin upset Jimbo Fisher in front of a home crowd, which was fucking awesome. And I do not want to talk about the Auburn game anymore. This week is a very boring week in college football. The most exciting game of the week is MSU at Ohio State. Other than that, I am bored and I will be working all day on Saturday. Anyway, Sarah, do you have any comments before we get into our pop culture stuff? Nope sweet pop culture shit of the week i think that this is very much in sarah's wheelhouse but i did see this so i did add it to our show notes sean mendez and camilla cabello i don't know how to spell her name i added that added that in our show notes but they broke up and i'm kind of okay with this because i am obsessed with sean mendez i think he's a cutie i don't really know any of his music but he's adorable I just think it, well i just don't like camilla cabello i've never have i just find her annoying mm-hmm. and i know she has some other shit going on in the past but I just thought it was funny because I don't know if you ever saw the TikTok of him because there's always been this like idea that like is Shawn Mendes gay 
So he kind of gives off the vibes. And I don't know if you saw the video. I forget what award show is from. Maybe the VMAs. But so Camilla was posing. And Sean looks at her and goes, it's giving, it's giving share. <laughs> and from then on, I was like, all right, there's just no fucking way. And like they pan to Camilla's face and she looks visibly pissed off. Hi, Freddie. And I was like, that was it. That was the last straw for her. Because that was barely a month ago. And so then they post that Instagram story. You know, they're like, we will continue to be best friends. Which I'm like, you guys are in a two-year relationship. Like, and you're like, we are best friends to begin with. We're still going to be best friends. I was like, I don't know. Something, something's okay. giving share here. <laughs> something's giving share here. I have a question for you yes if you started dating a guy and he told you that he was still friends let alone best friends with an ex how would you feel about it absolutely the fuck not which is another reason i was like were they each other's cover up and someone like tweeted like finally the promotion for senorita's over because <laughs> that's what it felt like half the time we just love mm-hmm. like they're promoting that stupid song and now it's over mm-hmm. and i feel like the whole thing was just very like publicity relationship but it went on for so long i don't know know. but uh, and also i'm like if they wanted to actually get in serious relationships and like you can't be like i'm still gonna be best friends like i know people say that like at the end of a breakup like oh we're still gonna be friends you never are you never stay friends i i hope not because i think that's such a red flag my ex-boyfriend was like friends with his ex and i found Mm -hmm. that out like maybe in like the second or third month we was like we were seeing each other yeah and i was like whoa 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 like no nobody no. like <clears throat> i know that there's like this weird thing in relationships about like being friends with the opposite gender that doesn't really bother me as much because like as girls in sports like we're around guys all the time and it's mm-hmm. like i i don't think that that's an issue as long as like you know where to keep that relationship and it's 99.9% of the times not the girls it's the guys that don't know where to keep those relationships but it's like I if it's an ex I unless you have a child there is no reason you need to be friends you are exes for a reason and I think that is one of the biggest red flags in a relationship is if you are still friends with an ex like don't get me wrong my exes and I are friendly but we are not friends yeah see obviously me my most recent ex hate each other's guts but in that relationship he in the very beginning told me they kept this ex like cheated on me like blah blah we hate each other like we're locked on everything i was like okay awesome that's how it should be you shouldn't have to worry about them and then he's like made a note to me this was probably like six months into our relationship he's like oh like blah 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 his ex-girlfriend followed me on instagram i guess she unblocked me i was like oh like that's weird and then like he started following her i was like okay that's a little weird too then, like, a few months go by, and I see their friends on Snapchat again, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> what the fuck's the deal here? Like, hello? And he's like, you're being crazy. Like, blah, blah, blah. Why would I be friends with someone that cheated on me? Mm-mm. Which, long story short, for everyone that doesn't know, that relationship ended, and they got together, like, barely a week after. So, clearly, there is overlap. If your significant other is friends like that with their ex, call their asses out and investigate. I don't care how crazy you feel. Do not trust that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's okay to be friendly. Like I said, like, I don't really hate, I hate one of my ex's guts and that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Rest of them, like, I don't have any ill will or, like, anything against them. Like, it's fine. Like, we just didn't work out. But it's, like, if you are still, like, like there, uh, like I said, there is a reason that you broke up. Yeah. And I just, like, I could never do that again. Like, my, one of my exes was, like, actually constantly, like, talking to this girl. And looking back at it, it's my last relationship. He was, like, constantly talking to this girl. The more I look back at it, I'm, like, he, like, made me feel crazy for, like, feeling some type of way about it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even, like, I asked him all the time, I was like, does she know about me? And he'd be like, no. So, I like, it, that's just such a red flag. Like, are, like, people are so blinded by love, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, no, that's not okay. No, it does not. It's not ever okay. I think, like you said, like, it's good to be on good terms with your ex. Like, I wish that's what the situation was. But I also think there's no reason for anyone, like, for you to be Snapchatting and texting, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, there's just no reason for that. Like you said, relationships end for a reason. It sucks. You have to accept that. Go on. And if someone you're with is still holding on to something like that, they are not invested Mm -hmm. in a relationship and you deserve better than that. Mic drop. Yep. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. That is just... Girls, if you are listening to this, guys, if you are listening to this, if they say they are friends with their ex, they are not friends with their ex. They are probably more than that. Unless they have a child. That's the only yeah. the only thing. If you have a kid, That's okay. you can – like, I prefer you guys be friends and co-parent your child. <laughs> uh, next, we have another more serious topic. Our tea party of the week is about none other than Mr. Dave Portnoy himself. If you live under a rock and you have not heard what's going on with Dave Portnoy, Dave Portnoy has a few sexual assault allegations against him. And um, I have a lot to say about this, but Sarah, I think you have even more than I do, so I will let you take the mic for a second. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this whole situation has been I've seen so many people like just be like, oh, well, yeah, he might be a 40-year-old man, but these girls are 20, like, they're 21, whatever, and I understand, it kind of, like, scares me to a point that people are like, well, as long as they're legal, it's fine, doesn't matter if they're barely, like, 18, like, it's not a big deal. I don't think it men, like, I hate to be like, oh, it's all men. It's not all men, but, like, girls have been in these Mm -hmm. situations, so they understand what it is that a power dynamic is. I don't think Mm -hmm. enough of these, especially, like, the Portnoy fanboys, grasp what a power dynamic Mm -hmm. is, it does not matter if he's like only like only quote unquote 20 year difference of these girls he like has a status he has all this money like he has a lot of say in the world and like when you're not in the world but like compared to these like college kids like they idolize Mm -hmm. him like you don't want to let him down like all this type of stuff you know and so when you're put Mm -hmm. in these situations like at the time like yeah like they consent to it because like oh that's like cool like look at me like it's important Mm -hmm. whatever but the second, like, you do not consent to do every single thing. Like, if he's not asking you to do these things and you say, no, I don't want this. Or, like, it's not something that you explicitly talked about that, like, mm-hmm. crosses a lot of boundaries, which it sounds like it does. That's something you have to, doesn't matter who you are, explicitly talk about it with your partner. That was not done. But, again, when you're, there's a power dynamic like that, when you're, like, so lower down, you're too scared. And, like, I got shit on Twitter for saying that, like, oh, poor little girls, like, too scared to say anything. I'm like, I can't be mad because I envy you that you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, what that feeling is. Like, mm-hmm. that must be nice that you don't know what that means. Yeah. But, like, there yeah, is, like, tw- like, there's no reason for there to be a 40-year-old man talking to an 8-year-old girl, in my opinion. And that, on top of the fact of who he is, 
he knows the type mm-hmm. of power he has going into that. He knows that he can do whatever the fuck he wants and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And if that's not a red flag for people, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know how much we or we could be like, listen, do you not understand that's predatory behavior, even if it's like technically legal? <laughs> See, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you to a certain extent about the 40 to 18 thing just because I don't think it's that big of a deal if an 18 year old is dating like don't get me wrong it's I understand why people think it's weird but for someone who has you know if we want to call it daddy issues fine um but I am into older men from time to time mm-hmm. and I also was when I was younger um and I don't think that it's that big of a deal if, a, if an 18 19 20 year old is with someone that much older if it's a one-off thing or if their maturity level or xyz but when you continue to prey on someone of that age and it's a trend, mm-hmm. and that is the demographic that keeps having the same issues with you because you're taking advantage of you. Or yeah, that's that's where I that's where I have that problem is that this is a trend with him taking advantage of people this like at, in that age demographic or that vulner, vulnerability sort of thing. And it's like for me, it's where does that consent line lay? And I was actually talking to one of my friends about this earlier. It's like. Boys learn sex through porn, which isn't something I had really thought about until I had this conversation. And I think that that's a problem is because there is no line of consent, you know, in pornography. There is no, is this okay? Can I do this? And it's like, the more that I think about it, the only time that I've ever had like that consent situation is either before something happened or after something happened. And Mm -hmm. obviously the after is the more common theme, but it's like, I would have liked to have this conversation before or during and not after this act happened and I think that that's my question for you is this like a similar thing for you because I I can't tell you the last time I was really asked for consent when something was happening during um but it's always before and after and I think that that's a problem I think that we need to normalize the consent during I think that for some people who actually have good intentions, it might not be like an I don't want to ruin the moment type of thing. But I think mm-hmm. that we should encourage that conversation that it is okay to ask questions in situations like that, especially if you are hooking up with someone or new to dating or those sorts of things. I think that's absolutely like a normalization thing for our, like for people our age and for people who actually want to know where that consent lies with someone. No, I agree. And I feel like it is like, there's a lot of times it's like you said, like in the heat of the moment, like people are like, oh, I don't want to ruin things by like asking something like that. And I don't think it's them like trying to like do it out of ill will or anything. But then it's just like that feeling after you said, like, when you're like, well, I didn't want that to happen. Like, it's like such a deflating Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, and it's not like, Mm -hmm. like, you're never going to go back like this part, like, in those cases, you're not like this person's evil, like they did this to me, like, blah, 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 like, on paper like yeah it might seem that way and like it sucks because it is like at the end of the day like yeah that is salt like you didn't consent to that but also like mm-hmm. especially with like this case where like you know like like you said like age difference it's like a gray area but when it's someone mm-hmm. like that where he is no like that was the other thing people's defense were like well like everyone knows that he does that I'm, like and that doesn't set off anything to you that this grown man with like millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. and like all this power in the media is only going for these young girls like that's like mm-hmm. an issue like that's where it becomes a problem that it's like this 18 year old with a 40 year old because mm-hmm. he knows that yep. these people aren't going to call him out on it he knows that he doesn't have to ask because they're not going to say anything they're too scared totally and you know this wasn't I think you and I both have seen plenty of Dave Portnoy's sex tapes to know 
where the truth lies with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's not been one, there's not been two, there's been far more than that. And there seems to be a consistent theme in, you know, rough sex. And it's like, you know, some people like that, some people don't. It's whatever. Like, you might consent to that. But I think one of the bigger issues here is that when you are hooking up with these people in power, oftentimes there may or may not be a DNR involved, which is something that is a possibility on the table with the Trevor Bauer case. But it's Mm -hmm. like, for a lot of these young girls... I don't think, first of all, they know what they're signing away. No. And second of all, if you have a DNR, I don't think that a DNR should protect you from being raped or assaulted or from a line of consent. No. And I feel like, like you said, a lot of those girls, you don't know what you're getting into. And, like, they just have this big, scary, like, legal stuff thrown at them. And they Mm -hmm. feel even more powerless. Like, technically, that's supposed to be, like, Mm -hmm. something that should work to your advantage. But... You're just, like, this college kid. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. And, like, it's this guy who everyone loves. Like, it's Mm -hmm. tough. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you even spell his name wrong on Twitter, his trolls are going to tell you to burn alive and, like, choke to death on, like, yeah, who knows what. It's just, like, yeah, that's, like, that's the biggest part is that, like, you feel so pressured not only by this person of power, but over the people that they have power over. It's like it's not just it's not just like you're dealing with this one person in their legal team. It's like you're dealing with the entire internet. And that's also terrifying. Like we've talked about this before. Who wants to be that girl? No, that's my biggest thing, I think, is you can like come forward and like come out with these allegations like like this happened to me, like this is what I dealt with, like blah blah blah. And that's the mm-hmm. bravest moment of your life. Honestly, like that is so fucking scary. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, you're going to have people, like, it doesn't matter. Like, people that you think are your friends are like, well, I like that guy. So, like, mm-hmm. that is terrible. Like, that's, you just put yourself out there. Like, this is something that, like, really deteriorates your mental. And then all of a sudden someone's like, well, I like that guy. Like, yep. Okay. So or, that just you know- immediately invalidates everything that's said and what was done to me. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, God forbid, it's a guy like Trevor Bauer who, like, helps one of the most successful baseball franchises be more successful. So it's like, we I've said this before on this show, like, who wants to be the girl? Or look at fucking Deshaun Watson. Who wants to be the girl that got this star athlete for an entire city, you know, suspended or arrested or XYZ? It's like, it. I saw a statistic today, of, or not today, but like this week about how much more likely you are to be sexually assaulted even as a guy than you are to be falsely accused. And I think that's a fucking problem. I a thousand percent believe that yeah that's the other thing I hate when people are like well what if it's just a false accusation but I'm like do you understand how like little actual like false accusations there are in reg- I'm like and why is that what you're like worried about why is that your number one concern when there's sexual assault cases that most of them like never come to a resolution because the courts don't give a fuck like that's where mm-hmm. your focus should be on not like oh, well, this one guy was accused wrongly, like, seven years ago, and it hasn't happened again since. But, like, shut the fuck up. Like, have compassion mm-hmm. for humans. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really sad. And, like, the fact that it's not getting any better, it's just being, like, protected by a fucking NDA is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I feel so bad for these girls who – you know, think that they are getting with, like, the guy of their dreams or, like, this is their Romeo because, you know, they follow him on whatever and, like, he's finally paying attention to them. 
And it's like I feel so deeply for these young girls who don't know how to stick up for themselves. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. And it's just I man it sucks it's tough and it's yeah it's just it's a lot um but Dave Portnoy you're a piece of shit I really 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 hope you get what's coming for you because it's well deserved um so we're gonna move into our tweets of the week after that I'm going to open open I don't know why I had a hard time combining open with cordial I was going to say I'm going to open the cherry cordial, and then it just went very south from there. Um, so I am going to open the last flavor of the – I know the last pack was called the flannel pack. I don't know what this is called. Does it have a name? Do you know? Is it the holiday pack? Is that all it is? I don't know, but I'm opening the last flavor that they have. Sarah, do you have any tweets of the week? I do have to find mine, and I'm going to give this one sip for a taste test, even though I'm going to finish it anyway. I would say I think the only one that I have that does not come from Big John is a spinoff of Big John. Obviously, we are doing our questions for our moms next week, and Big John mm-hmm. sends in a question to me asking for to ask my mom how big my bosoms are, as he often does. And then mm-hmm. I just like quote tweet it, whatever. Which a lot of people ask you, like, why don't you just block it? Is that bad? <laughs> Did you see? reaction i would say just that reaction alone no (laughs) (laughs) i wish that they could have seen that because i obviously was not pulled up on the screen but the fact that sarah just paused (laughs) it's so bad i feel like i'm drinking like if you put chocolate in seltzer form damn anyways oh continue but, on the, the yeah. big john train no everyone's like they why don't you just block him of all the fucking trolls i get big john's the most harmless i know exactly what he's gonna say i know it's coming from it i'm pretty sure he's just like doing it now because it usually gets like a couple likes out of it that's fine i really don't give a fuck i don't think he's being serious it's kind of mm-hmm. funny honestly most of the time they're pretty funny and his replies to other people make me laugh so i'm like mm-hmm. that's fine he isn't <laughs> but then someone responded and was like to Mike, so I was like, "You're done, you're done." To Big John and this person, let me make sure I get his name right here, because that's what makes it funny is his name. <laughs> Peter, Peter the Pussy Eater. <laughs> nice. Responded, "I have a different question." <laughs> and so I quoted and said, "Immediately no, immediately no, <laughs> immediately no." I've seen what I needed to see. And then someone was like, oh, like, he seems like a nice guy. Like, at least he has questions. Because he responds, I'm a real giver. <laughs> I bet you are, Peter. And that um, it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. And I was like, look what you did, Big John. You got one up by Peter, Peter the Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we did tell Big John that he needed to step it the fuck up. Yeah, and he just sticks with the fucking bosoms with the cantaloupe emoji. He's like, you need new content. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of love that he is, like, porking Chaz just on his own, but with bosoms. <laughs> and I've looked. His replies to other people are, like, really mean. And I'm like, he's never mean. He's just weird. I'm like, I think he likes me. Like, for sure likes me. <laughs> 
I think he does like you, Sarah. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's that's my favorite thing about our show is that like you are like. All the guys who want, like, this sweet, perfect, like, American ideal of, like, a woman who is going to, like, cook barefoot in the kitchen and is, like, blonde hair and blue-eyed is Sarah. And, like, the guys who, like, want someone to be mean to them and, like, tell the waitress that they ordered mashed potatoes and not macaroni, those guys want me. The rest of them are, like, Sarah, my queen. (laughs) Well, they can never count on me to call out a waitress. I will never do that. I will never tell you. Sorry. I'm the most passive person alive. You will not see me confront anything. So don't date me for those reasons. (laughs) But that's my favorite thing is that, like, it's like, are you a Sarah girl or a Kendra girl? Because, like, we both fit together so well. But it's like, are you, like, the nice girl that's just going to, like, you know, whatever? Are you the girl that's about to be like, no, like, my butthole? (laughs) I just like this dynamic is everything I've ever wanted. Um, <laughs> are those all of your tweets this week? Yeah, that was usual? it. <laughs> okay. I think I have a few. So I tweeted last week um, <laughs> that I needed to get off Instagram because, okay, have you been on Instagram since they like suggest, like very, very, very highly suggest like accounts for you to follow? Yes. All of mine are crying cats accounts. And then... Last week, I got suggested to follow a Capybara fan account. I follow so Capybara fan account. I was... <laughs> so I got suggested to follow a Capybara fan account last week. I follow one on Twitter. And... I follow multiple on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> why does this not surprise me? So that's probably why it was a suggested thing for me. So I tweeted and I was like, I'm being suggested to follow a Capybara fan account. That's enough internet for today. Someone tweeted me a picture of a baby capybara suckling a mommy capybara's tweet and said, last time I was in Brazil, I was walking home and spotted this. Just beautiful. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about capybara mom's breastfeeding. When I said that that was enough internet for the day, I fucking meant it. I did not need that. This has literally haunted my dreams since every time I open my phone, I haven't taken that many pictures this week. It's like, I see fucking capybara nipples. And it's like, I don't, I, ah. Why did he take a picture? <laughs> That's like Why a did you put this evil seat. on me? You did this by making capybara accounts a suggestion for me. They're Sarah. so fucking cute, but I have never seen any breastfeeding of capybaras. So I was exposed to capybara bosoms because of you. That is too much for me. Well, next time I Big can't... John tweets asking for bosoms, send him that picture. <laughs> I just deleted it, but I'm absolutely going to recover it for that fucking reason. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is our... Porking Chaz is now a Capybara nipple account. That's that's the move for Re-brand. Big John, and that's it. Re fucking brand. Anyways, my next um tweet DM situation of the week. Some pro boxer followed me on Twitter and Instagram, Ooh. and he slid in my DMs. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna fucking open the DMs just so I can read them verbatim because they got really fucking weird. And I only screenshotted, like, a portion of them. But I'm going to give you guys the full experience. So, 
this guy, oh, the dog's back. The dogs are back. This guy, this boxer, messages me and he goes, thanks for the follow. Very proud of myself. <laughs> and I said, go off, King. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, killing it, LOL. And I just liked his message and didn't say anything else. And he goes, haha, you're fun. This is a good thing. And I said, thank you. And he goes, followed you on IG as well. Not a stalker. Like, did. Just trying to get the full experience. And I said, ha, sounds good. And he goes, fair. And he goes, I win. And I said, and I just, like, thumbed his message. I didn't say anything else. And he uh-huh. goes, me and a few of my friends who are ugly like me trying to get super good-looking women to follow <coughs> us, and it's a race. I win. Ha, ha, ha. And then I unfollowed him on everything. What the fuck? Isn't that weird? What? And then my last tweet DM situation of the week. I, so one of my best friends, his name's Evan. He was who I went to Houston to see him and my friend Maddie. Tweeted me after I got a drink at the minor league hockey game I was at last week and said, one touch it, you won't. So I said, okay, and I one-touched my double drink that I paid 20 fucking dollars for at a minor league hockey game. And some guy responds, and he goes, a girl that can swallow is always worth a follow. (laughs) And I got major Big John vibes, so that's my Big John story of the week, and those are my tweets this week. Wait, that reminded me, though, I did get one DM. It wasn't, it was just a weird one. (laughs) And this guy... Instagram message this was yesterday morning and like he looked like a normal person like I followed him back whatever when he requested me Instagram message me goes hey like you're from Boston right I was like yeah I goes oh I'm gonna be there this weekend I'd love to get to know you you seem like a girl who has a lot of layers to her <laughs> I like, like this an one onion, I was like um that kind of gives me serial killer vibes I was like I know that's what like now you're going for but like people usually don't say that and he's like I just mean you seem like a deep person. I was like, you got that from my Instagram? <laughs> like, I just It's like don't... the guy <laughs> who asked me to go axe throwing. <laughs> You're giving me serial killer vibes. I'm like, yeah, I seem like a deep person with layers from my 40 Instagram posts over the course of like 10 years. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No, thank Mm-mm. you. Man. I think the whole internet should just be bonked this week. Seriously, it was a big bonk week. Major bonk weeks. So that's our show. I am going to rank the holiday seltzer pack for you. Out of, like, out of 10, I think I would give it like a solid 8. Like the only one that I would not okay. drink again is the cherry cordial, and I'm still going to finish it. But <laughs> my rankings, which I think that my seltzer rankings are going to change next week, I did add one, but I will save it to share with you guys next week because I need to throw these in there as well. I'm going to go one cranberry, two sugar plum, which I think is a curveball here over the seltzer nog. Just because the more I drank it, the more I liked it. And I don't Uh know if I like codeine or not, but I might give it a (laughs) shot at this point because that was pretty – that was pretty dang. And, yeah, that was pretty good. I honestly – the seltzer uh, nog is on – my third spot because the sugar plum really wasn't that bad to finish i could definitely chug or like shotgun one of those pretty easily and the last is a cherry cordial just because i thought i was gonna blow my brains out with like my mouth vomit wise (laughs) with that one it literally just takes like drinking chocolate and i don't like it Mm -mm. um any closing thoughts nope (laughs) 
my closing thought is a reminder actually to get your questions in for our moms ask them anything you want to know about us now our childhood um some people asked some pretty crazy questions today so don't forget to get those questions in happy saturday and keep on sipping y'all we will see you only tell the truth, what the hell you do, you got that juice, fresh squeeze too cute, I can tell you new, and it ain't just you, girl it ain't just you, it's your whole damn crew, got the haters on mute, cause they love that view, keep looking at you, ain't nothing new, this is not they world, they know you run the city, every town, every borough, they know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough, when Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls, get them girl, get them Cause this is not they world They know you run the city Every town, every borough They know you keep it real Keep it classy, keep it thorough When Sundays are for the boys When Saturdays for the girls Get them girl, get them girl uh. It's Saturday, y'all uh. Saturdays and Celsius <laughs> With your hosts Kendra and Sarah Uh Y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.